pain though the world looks very simple okay it is very complex neck is pretty messed up what, right what i am testing is i am just testing one muscle our body is highly connected maybe if you see here you could see the twitch what can you do to generally start improving your posture problem at one part of the musculoskeletal system can easily affect the other part of the musculoskeletal system number 1 you have to sit in your sit bones what does that mean uh, see if you see your pelvis mm -hmm. actually sit bones are bony prominences in hindi aise bolte chatakne ki awaaz aa rahi hai there is a condition called hyper uh, mobility syndrome uh dr madan kumar welcome to those cast hello i have been fortunate enough to have had been treated by you yes. several times using physiotherapic needles yes. i hope that's the right term for uh, that yeah dry needling dry needling yes. is, is what you've done to me yes because i came to you with uh, a tmj condition yes um before we talk about that and physiotherapy in general i would love for you to just give a brief background of uh, your training as a physi physiotherapist yes. how you got into this field in the first place yes so uh, basically i'm a physiotherapist by profession altogether and uh, it is something uh, which i was uh, keen uh, that like uh, i wanted to work in a health field that was the primary goal when i was uh, studying coming from uh, somewhere in interiors of tamil nadu like those days either uh, health or engineer mm. these two are the commonest uh, professions available and uh, so like i was quite keen in uh, interested in anything to do with health field and so that is how i ended up into uh, a physiotherapist uh, which was some 25 years ago wow okay. so exactly. you've been practicing for 25 years now yes yes yeah. 19 uh, 99 so uh, i wanted to do something related to health field and uh, unfortunately i couldn't uh, go into a, a medical uh, college altogether for uh, mark issues and things then i decided okay we have to go for a parallel field which could uh, really help people because the idea of going into health field is to help people okay even when i'm young they i used to tell even my parents and things my idea is to uh, meet people and help them with their health related issues it could be anything right okay so i am quite keen and interested in uh, treating people and that's how i came across physiotherapy and physiotherapy is also a field where you treat people or you rehabilitate people okay at the same time uh, with a different uh, methods we use physical methods to treat right right then only you will identify which is the area where i have to uh, do a treatment for me needling is one of the tool to treat my facial pain uh, to make it in a much more simpler way if i don't have ever learned needling i would have been still treating people with mps with other methods got it right so that is how we ended up into uh, i ended up into drying or another fascinating story is like i am a person who had a big phobia against needle <laughs> okay i never ever imagined that like i am going to needle this many people with this many needles 
because even when i go to a hospital i don't want to get uh, an injection, injection actually yeah. altogether you would have to be sedated no uh, the minute they load in, i still remember when i was uh, when i used to be a kid you know the minute the doctor loads the needle uh, and uh, turn back i will not be there <laughs> i'm that scared <laughs> so now you can ask me why did you really started dry needling right yeah. it's because of my teacher okay i'm really fascinated by the teacher the goal why i attended the course is i just wanted to listen what does that man speak okay that is my only goal nothing else okay otherwise uh, i'm not interested in needling at all so i went there i learned the course the way how he thought who was this person uh, he's a, a gentleman called jan domerholt he's a dutch living in us okay okay and uh, i was talking about uh, a cardiologist right uh, he is a, a direct student of the cardiologist, the cardiologist who discovered mps yes yeah. and then he is just taking her legacy forward got it okay so i just wanted to meet him and i wanted to uh, see what does he speak that is how i ended up into the course then i got it fascinating about needles then i started needling in people and then after that looking into the effect of it that is what you know like it's more to do with the mind it's more to do with your perception okay for example so many clients come into my uh, room you know treatment room the minute i say needle uh, they get scared i got scared initially as well because yeah. i was assuming acupuncture but it's just a single needle at one point yes. and with yes. you yes you found the knots yes. and then you ran the needle in again and again and yes. again yes. and my fear was as a layman patient yes. Yes. what if he hits a nerve yes you know yes uh, very good question actually we don't hit a nerve actually um, uh, we know where uh, that is what experience plays in we should really know the anatomy very clearly where the nerve is where the artery is where uh, uh, um other sophisticated structures are that is point number 1 i see to that i don't hit the nerves hmm or any blood vessels hmm point number 2 what happens if i accidentally hit it okay these are very thin filament needles okay that they are not strong enough to really cause any structural permanent damage. structural damage for example accidentally if i hit a, a blood vessel it might cause some minor bleeding mm. with bruising that's it that's it okay which i know okay Uh, but still why should you really know the anatomy and physiology okay it's okay that you get bruised for me but it will not be the same with you yeah i will think something bad has happened yes right so we try our level best to avoid uh, complications as such yeah. and then like whatever we speak still what that person feels is very important yeah so let's let's talk about like the science of dry needling how yes. it, how does it work for example i come to you with mps now i've learned this word so i'm going to use yes. it again and again yes. so i come to you with like uh, dr matan mere ko yahan gardan mein dard hai or yes. i have tmj or i've got knots here yes. or i've difficulty moving my neck yes right and then you diagnose me and you start needling so what is happening when the needling is happening yes actually uh, when you push the needle in okay a needle is is a foreign object okay 
So whenever a foreign object enters into your body, your body will respond to it. So it's a stimulus and a response. Okay. So, so whatever uh, uh, things you put from outside, there will be a response from the body itself. Okay. So needling works in two ways. One is local uh, nerve response. Okay. So for example, when I needled, you might have felt a twitch in the muscle. Yeah. And sometimes sharp pain as well. Yes. More than a twitch. Yes. So the twitch is the immediate nerve response. Okay. So uh, when I put a needle in, the nerve could easily sense it. And uh, it's like a reflex, you know, mm-hmm. immediately it gives a response by twitching it. Whenever the muscle twitches, they tend to soften up. Mm. Okay. If you understand what is a trigger point or a knot, a knot in the muscle is nothing but uh, a constricted, p- partly constricted part of your muscle. It's not an extra growth or something, you know, it is your muscle only. Structurally, they are intact. Hmm. There is no damage to your muscles as such. So if you go to an MRI center, you will not find it in an MRI. Uh, okay. Uh, few ultrasounds can uh, vaguely find it out. Okay. But most of the time, you can't find a trigger point uh, altogether just with a simple examination. So structurally, they are intact and they can function. So when you put a needle in, they twitch, they twitch and they become softer. When they become softer, functionally, they'll become uh, quite uh, normal, you know. They start functioning better. So this is one response. The other response is chemical response. So our body is filled with a lot of chemicals, you know. So like when you put a needle in, okay, which is a foreign object, Mm -hmm. your brain will easily sense it and they will start releasing uh, various chemicals uh, as a response which is again put it into the bloodstream and the bloodstream reaches there in that region and then like that's why you would have seen like when I needle sometimes there might be some mild swelling sometimes yeah. there might be some redness yeah. and a lot of soreness mm-hmm. lot this, of soreness this, sure. this soreness is because that particular muscle has been pooled with chemicals because of this needling Mm -hmm. these chemicals does their job for example there are painkillers which are released in that region okay so when i press you have pain when i put a needle in and then i press your pain vanishes Mm -hmm. because um, these uh, like like endorphins and other neurotransmitters they have been released in the area of needle yeah. Okay. So different chemicals will have different role altogether. There are certain chemicals which are responsible for tissue healing. There are certain uh, chemicals which are responsible for masking pain. Okay. All these chemicals are uh, just inflexed over that region. Yeah. Which again causes the healing and pain reduction. So this is how a dry needling works altogether. So I've noticed with with pain healing or masking the pain particularly. Yes. When an area is badly afflicted. Mm. I have myself tried to, you know, suppress my mm. slow screaming mm. as, as the needle is hitting it. Mm. But gradually, as, as time passes on during the treatment, I found that mm. uh, the pain becomes more and more and more manageable. Mm. And mentally, you also, you can start to enjoy the pain. It mm. sounds like a very weird thing mm. because I've also noticed 
several patients mm. screaming from the other room <laughs> yes. when i when i've been there mm. so i just wanted to understand like are some people more pain resistant than others are some people more able to handle pain mm. of needling than mm. others is mm. that mm. it is something again something to do with perception okay it's just perception because again pain though the world looks very simple okay it is very complex okay so there are a lot of things that influence your brain for example the word needle itself influences the brain yeah so some people have more pain why it depends on i am giving you one simple example okay it depends on their perception towards needle mm if they are really hesitant for needle if they have a lot of phobia to needle and if they think needle is something bad it is really going to damage my structure needle is really going to be very hard it is something like someone poking me with a knife uh, then even if the uh, reaction of the body is limited they might scream hmm. because their think thought process regarding that needle is higher then they will shout yeah it's like uh, you have five people you you are making them stand one after the other and you are going to slap all five of them do all five respond the same way no not at all that is what it is yeah. so um, people will uh, respond in a different way some people mm. scream some people uh, i know people who who really felt lot of pain but uh, they felt embarrassed to scream you know so they will not scream <laughs> so that's also possible so, yeah whenever so, that happened i just decided to breathe with the pain because i found that if yes. you breathe with the pain it gets it gets easier yes uh, see like different people use different yeah. uh, methods okay as far as con- uh, considering what kind of treatments do people come for when it mm. comes to needling yes. uh, what have you noticed like what is the typical patient mm. uh, problem look like is it cervical in the neck mm. is it a scapular problems yes is it bad posture is it a bunch of these things what is the most common okay so like uh, very good question okay so um you decide a problem normally based on the symptom area okay if someone has pain in the neck they call themselves cervical if someone have pain in the tmj they call it as tmj problem someone have pain here they think it's a shoulder problem but as a physical therapist working on musculoskeletal system uh, i consider the entire musculoskeletal system as one mm. okay so again coming on to the same example okay um uh, someone who have mps above the chest okay means like uh, they have numerous knots in the neck mm. in the scapula region shoulder region tmj uh, even temporalis head back of the neck they will have trigger points almost in all part of uh, the upper body okay because uh, that is how it works actually if i have to talk more then it will go very in depth but no, that's okay that's okay but let's, let's talk more make, no problem yeah make it in a simpler way our body is highly connected so at least the musculoskeletal system so problem at one part of the musculoskeletal system can easily affect the other part of the musculoskeletal system that's why i said i consider musculoskeletal system as one yeah i don't consider neck separate or or uh, tmj separate all joints and muscles are 
interconnected yeah. and then um i don't know why but though the problem is the same everybody will not have the same symptoms okay so i see five different people who have similar problems but five different symptoms there are people who come with headache there are people who come with jaw pain or jaw clicking there are people who come with a neck pain mm-hmm. there are people who come with a stiff shoulder there are people who have chest pain pain here in the chest yes chest How's pain that possible that's why i said this term mps itself is coined by a cardiologist okay there are people who get scared that like maybe i got a heart attack yeah there are so many clients who come in with chest pain but actually it is myofascial pain of of the back the scapula region scapula. so now you can't ask me why different people have uh, symptoms different places that i don't have an answer but of course that is how it is so every person is unique hmm. so based on uh, maybe something that is inside okay because i don't find any other reason hmm. the symptom occurs at different part so let, let's talk about uh, hmm. people's perception of their own pain yes. and then how they talk to physiotherapists about that pain yes so typically when when i would come to you or yes. someone else would come to you yes and you would ask for an assessment of hmm. like what has your history been like with mm. pain mm. what do you typically sit as mm. and then you make someone stand across the wall and you assess their posture and you see that they're maybe slouching mm. forward or mm. maybe they have minor scoliosis mm. on the left or the right mm. um then they'll often say stuff like oh by the way i have shoulder pain but i also have pain in the kneecap from that injury i had 3 years ago right mm. and so when it it gets complicated mm. because you're saying the body is all connected which mm. is true like mm. you know mm. uh, i remember you needling my chest area mm. to relieve the back mm. and this area was twitching a lot because yes. it's barely used muscles yes um how do you then assess what's the mm. what's the actual area to treat the most because it's all these connected things like even when i came to you i said look okay. i got tmj okay. but you started treating my neck okay. then you went to the shoulders okay. you treated the back yes you went to the kneecap yes and you even did a release on my foot yes so very good question and the answer lies in your question only uh, i don't know or it's very tough to say this is the main root cause mm. or to make it in a much simpler way that is why most of the therapist who does try needling fail okay they look for the symptom area unfortunately uh, uh, symptom area varies to people to people so you have to assess a whole body at least based on the symptom for example if someone comes with a headache i will assess the entire upper body from Why the is chest that? because uh, anything could be tight mm. and you have to treat every possible tight knots mm. otherwise uh, temporarily or at that point maybe they will feel uh, better but later everything will come back quite faster hmm. so if you are expecting at least a considerable time frame of pain relief then you have to uh, treat them all okay and then uh, i decide the points based on the symptom what you say or based on your history hmm of course if someone comes with a headache i can't treat the toes 
right okay so if there is any relevant information in your history or a symptom then i check the surrounding areas for example if someone has knee pain generally we check from the lower back till the toes why why the lower back what's the connection uh, of the lower uh, back with that's the knees? what i meant they are very strongly connected how so like how how does the lower back influence your kneecap actually i i give you one small example sure okay there is a muscle called uh, quadratus lumborum ql that is what we call if you see where does the muscle start and where does the muscle end okay the muscle starts somewhere from your spine mm. okay lower part of the spine and the lower part of your rib cage and it runs down through your pelvis runs down as a connection called tensa fascia lata and from there it runs down as a connection called it band okay and they are connected in the knee now suppose if there is a problem of loading in this muscle it could be anywhere right how will you decide uh, the uh, tension part in the rubber band you you, you consider a rubber band mm. rubber band is a muscle okay uh, whether the knot is in the top part or the knot is in the bottom part okay still you can have uh, the tension in any one prescribed point in that particular rubber band right same way the muscle works i'm using the word rubber band because they are little more similar you know it it can uh, right. stretch and it can contract okay uh, so uh, problem at one point can easily travel down so you can't merely work in the simple principle which we have been taught from long back if i have a problem in my uh, elbow Uh, sorry if i have a pain in my elbow then the problem is somewhere in the elbow close to the elbow yeah that is not true or to make it in a much more uh, wider way in fact there are conditions where you don't even have a, uh, a problem at all still you can have pain because pain is an output and it's a complex process uh, which is determined by so many factors including your perception etc etc right per perception is greatly influencing pain 100% your stress levels your perception your uh, childhood trauma your 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 uh, brain plays a major role i'm not talking about psychosomatic pain hmm. okay this is something which i commonly talk to my patients okay i'm not talking about imaginary pain i when i use the word psychosomatic they say doctor i'm suffering you think that i'm imagining pain Okay, imagining pain is different from uh, psychosomatic pain or uh, your brain's influence in pain. So, what is happening then? Or I'll explain you with a very simple example. Sure. Okay, we are recording now. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I am talking with the same voice. Right. But uh, with other methods, you can increase it. You can That's decrease correct. it. Okay. you can modulate it this modulation is there in the brain mm okay so it need not i'm not saying that your pain is false i'm not saying no 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 you don't have any pain at all you're perfectly normal but how will you i don't really take the patient's intensity 
as actual hmm wow that is such a profound insight okay so that's not actual that is tuned by his brain even if they're crying and like you know putting their hands out and going insane it is not synonymous means someone who is crying doesn't mean that they're hysterical and they're like why is this doctor not giving me the attention that i deserve and like saying okay calm uh, down calm I, down i don't i don't show it to the patient that i'm not that's very very important because that makes the person more wild yeah so you want to give them the relief as well i meant i will not take it serious but i will not show it to my patient because <laughs> that's very very important they have to feel that yes he is listening to me my pain is being validated that's why yes. i came here in the first place yes yes <laughs> but i don't judge the severity based on what they speak so you're saying that yes. for example right now i feel a pain that i've been feeling for many many days in my toe yes. in my uh, right uh, calf yes. in my shoulder but i'm sitting with it comfortably i've been sitting it for a while because yes. maybe i can handle pain better but someone else if they had it they would just try uh, to yes that is one one aspect of it what is the other aspect like can people live with pain normally 100% means uh, uh, that is why humans are you know we have a high level of uh, adaptation okay uh, in a way like uh, it's like uh, the theory of evolution you know it it gives a lot of uh, insight for any field hmm. okay so our body tends to accommodate as much as possible okay there are still people who live without both the legs yeah true okay and maybe they have a much more better life than you and me what decides it if we can't take even little pain in our toes he is living his entire life without both legs how is it possible and how do you categorize severity he never complains okay he is having a happy life whereas someone with a small toe injury complains hmm okay he will say no 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 my problem is very severe than anyone else now how will i compare this person with this no not a comparison but in the sense that when you have when you can visibly notice yes. that there is pain in your body uh. to leave it untreated yes that is isn't that the way to making that, it worse that is what i meant to uh, i i i i'm talking about if someone comes to me i will definitely treat it hmm but i'll treat only the person who comes to me or person who complains if someone doesn't take it as a complaint then what's the need to treat it have you noticed that people come to you too late in their pain journeys often and, where uh, like almost 99% where like they they decide somehow that it's okay to live with this pain it is what it is yes and uh, mm. i've just i'll just take some painkillers and and then maybe when they come to you yes they, it's it's gone from minor to acute to chronic 100% possible and 99% of people i see only with that chronic mindset. problems yes okay if the problem is very simple none of us care about it we have to think that okay because uh, a very good question uh, there is a vague uh, understanding uh, problem between your earlier question and this i never said uh, don't take pain serious okay what i meant is your brain plays a major role in pain it doesn't mean that like if you have mild pain you have to ignore it hmm it's a warning sign to you 
ओके डोंट टेक इट टू सीरियस एट द सेम टाइम डोंट इग्नोर इट एज वेल गो एंड सी सम वन हु कैन हेल्प यू यू हैव टू डेफिनेटली गो बिकॉज इट इज़ वेरी ईजी टू ट्रीट वेन द वार्निंग साइन इज वेरी स्मॉल राइट बट अनफॉर्चुनेटली कॉमन ह्यूमन मेंटेलिटी ओके आई सी पीपल नॉट वेन दे गेट पेन ओके एटलीस्ट दैट इज ओके ओके आई एम नॉट एक्सपेक्टिंग पीपल टू कम बिफोर दे गेट पेन ओके बट वॉट जनरली पीपल डू इंक्लूडिंग मी यू नो आई डोंट रियली केयर अबाउट पेन अंटिल अनलेस इट अफेक्ट्स माई वर्क नॉट इवन डे टू डे आई हैव सीन सो मेनी पीपल ओके दे हैव पेन वेन दे स्लीप या दे हैव पेन वेन दे गेट अप दे हैव पेन वेन दे ट्रैवल स्टिल दे डोंट केयर अबाउट इट वेन दे विल केयर अबाउट इट दे गो टू दे ऑफिस सिट ओके and if they can work with pain then also they don't care about it if they can't work because of the pain then they take it serious mm. that is a problem by that time the pain would have been much bigger and very 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 uh, difficult to treat but why is it why is there a tendency uh, in particularly indians to just treat act- pain so dismissively a- actually uh, that is what the understanding problem that is what is majorly uh, an issue okay it is about that's why again and again i i use the word perception hmm. your your perception is highly connected with your understanding you will perceive things based on what you understand right hmm. for example uh, if you don't know that i am a person who do so and so treatment your perception towards me will be different yeah whereas if you know me properly then your perception towards me will be different i will look to you for guidance i will look to you for relief yes yeah okay same way so generally the word pain itself is not well understood among people yeah, people are scared of it mostly uh yes okay Are, are, are and they strongly believe that i know everything about pain <laughs> okay yeah as i said you know like i have seen so many clients who say i have this problem doctor please treat me hmm okay because uh, of their limited knowledge and uh, thanks to google as well okay they just read google and uh, uh, they come to diagnosis on their own yeah because uh, they strongly believe google than anything else you know so uh, they don't take it as a guidance they always uh, uh, take it as a bible you know they uh, and uh, whatever given in google is not wrong but but, but it is not meant for that particular person right it right. is very general as you said it's very very general yeah. i want to move to posture yes. from here because i think this is the problem that most of Yes. younger people i don't know older people as well but certainly when i did my x-ray mm. um i found that my neck was straight mm. and that was i thought wow my neck is straight <laughs> but uh, actually the way you laugh right now yes. is is the same response many yes. doctors have given me yes the fact my neck is straight is is means that my posture is mm. really bad mm. Mm. so what does that mean like when your neck is straight how is that even happening okay so posture as such is uh, a habit hmm like any other habit posture is a habit which you have been following for um, quite a long time before 
okay and this habit is because of uh, the gadgets what you use mainly because of that uh mostly at least i am talking about things which are controllable yeah for see for example somebody can have a scoliosis by birth yeah um, i'm not talking that like all posture issues are something which is acquired right that could be something which is already there by birth but looking at your phone like this with your neck down yes. this is a sure shot way to yes. get bad posture yes but you have to think two ways number one uh, if it is by birth then what's the use of talking about it number one and number two what's the percentage it's very limited percentage okay and then uh, it can't be modified i'm talking about things which are only modifiable or which you acquired because of your habit mm. for example mobile phones okay i still uh, in fact uh, i have published a paper on uh, this text message injuries okay, okay. so uh, earlier um, when we used to start working on this myofascial pain we target only uh, corporate offices okay we don't target uh, individuals the reason behind it is uh, uh, it is not that much common among uh, yeah because mostly younger people or even older people who don't go to offices usually yes. either sit yes. or stand mm. but they don't sit in a deformed way like most corporate uh, desk people yes do. Or, or to make it in a simpler way uh, the if you go to the terminologies i said mps or uh, uh work related musculoskeletal disorder the earlier terminology one of the terminologies computer trauma disorder okay so ctd it was there i didn't mean that like it came only because of computer even before that there is bad postures because of their work mm. for example someone who is a coolie who is going to always uh, take weight on his uh, back okay will always have a hunched slouched back. Uh, hunched back but the percentage is very lower whereas once this computer came into existence a lot of office workers who are seated in one place and work in a cringed posture for a long time over a, a computer uh, they started getting this and the incidence increased and then came uh, laptops and then tablets mobile phones okay in fact even now i see people with uh, pain in their thumb yeah Be- because of lot of texting in their mobile phones texting 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 mobile phones and they, they cast a pain in their thumb okay which was not common among people earlier it's a new problem altogether in fact uh, just a few days ago i was telling uh, my client you know what was the initial diagnosis for this problem uh, it's called blackberry thumb <laughs> because the blackberry is famous blackberry is the first phone uh, who came up with the idea of email and internet and stuff in the phone you know and people who used blackberry phone started complaining of uh, this pain altogether yeah okay and most of the places we can't blame the uh, gadget itself unfortunately uh, people who using the gadgets doesn't have uh, the understanding about it yeah all of these things came and we latched onto them wow new technology yes. let's use it it's going to make our lives easier yes but at the, we what we lost at the expense of convenience and and speed yes. is our health yes. like look at the fact that when you're you know mm. the number of times you've told me that if you're using your phone yes. use it 
with your elbows mm. twisted mm. and in front of your face yes. but if you do it in public and just it looks so weird yes. so the default is just to look down yes and use your phone yes that's quite common that is one example of course now uh, the least uh, possible time what a person uses mobile phone i used to ask this question to every client of mine what is your mobile phone usage tell me in hours okay i have not heard anything less than 3 uh, hours 3 hours is the least per day yes yes 3 hours is the least everybody uses it more than that that 3 hour person na is the one who is not addicted to the mobile phone okay and now it is there with everyone even my daughter uses it you know so uh, it becomes more and more uh, nothing wrong about it you can use it but you should have an under for example um, how many of us uh, knew that like uh, uh, there is uh, uh, voice message options why can't we use it effectively mm-hmm. okay why should the company come up with a voice message if you go through it it was after enormous research okay research there is separate group who works on problems related to mobile usage itself i myself have published a paper about it okay so the company itself is putting enormous amount of money into research then only they are coming up with all this uh, new technologies but unfortunately we don't use we don't use headphones hmm we don't use hands free and then we don't use uh, uh, other options for example uh, uh, this uh, siri and things you know they yeah. are really very good why should you really go and type uh, uh, your search engine you don't have to yeah. you can just speak yeah the best way to have a phone call i found is to be on a walk yes. is to have earphones in yes. and to do all of your calls like that because not only are you thinking clearly because you're walking yes. you're also wa- doing the phone call with a straight face yes. with like a good posture and walking yes and this has to be educated to everyone nowadays like everyone has a mobile phone but they don't know the features in it mm-hmm. for example there is as i said like i explained you so many examples this has to be properly taught to the people mm. okay it's not to make people lazy you know it's to it's done with a purpose right Yeah earlier you mentioned that posture is a habit yes. right and you said that because of gadgets or because of no clarity about posture yes. let's be honest like in a school of i'm saying arbitrary example let's mm. say 20 people only one is an is an athlete that mm. is an athlete their entire life right mm. Mm. most of the people especially in school in mm. kids mm. um you know they're athletic in the school mm. but as time passes on once they hit college yeah. they stop the practice of walking a lot running a lot doing mm. sports mm. right mm. and sometimes they go to a gym mm. but if you look at even the gym mm. it's just strengthening certain muscle groups it's mm. not actually promoting mobility mm. unless you incorporate a mobility workout mm. so by the end of like their 30s mm. most people have s- several bone pains mm. i i look i'm 26 now yes. i look at all my friends yes. someone's got a lower back problem mm. i've got a knee problem and it's like we were we were so athletic mm. so how is this happening to us at such an early age yeah. so is it because of these bad habits creeping up on us and then how can we start reversing them a very good question reversal is a big term okay reversal is a long process 
that is why i used the word habit a habit doesn't occur in one day right okay so if you have to reverse it then the reversal also has to be a habit you have to learn it relearn it there's no way to speed speed it up um it varies to people to people okay. it, it can be speed uh, speed it up but it depends on the person uh, say for example uh, how can you set a time frame for someone to uh, learn driving it varies to people to people right yeah. same way if you are determined you can definitely uh, so it is only one factor determination if you are determined then you can do it faster than other people hmm. okay the determination and how long i can determine because if you start giving excuses doctor you are you are asking me to uh, keep my neck straight but i am doing this work sorry i can't uh, so that is determined by uh, i can just guide only you know it depends on the person's determination okay if someone decide no whatever cost it is i am not going to do this that person only will stop doing that hmm right it's like quitting smoking you know it it depends on the person's uh, determination altogether but yes if you're determined it could be done quite faster quite faster and uh, it varies to people to people and what are the ways to start fixing your posture because there are mm. numerous pages of mm. physios online there's yes. also very famous chiropractors in delhi who do all kinds of adjustments that yes. get millions of views yes. and people are like maybe i go to the chiropractor yes. maybe that'll help with the posture yes. relief yes. but you as a physiotherapist what would you advise like generally say you've got a uh, slouched neck yes or you've got pain in your shoulder or mild scoliosis or yes. you sit uncomfortably yes. what can you do to generally start improving your posture okay very good uh, thing actually uh, first of all is body awareness you yourself should be aware how you are sitting or how you are standing or how you are doing things okay so body awareness becomes the first key in changing your posture as such <laughs> okay and uh, as you said there are so many youtube videos uh, about uh, uh, stretching this muscle stretching that muscle and uh, uh, exercises to unload uh, the spine exercises to unload uh, this thing and very uh, the last thing which you said was chiropractic adjustments okay uh, that is why again and again i repeat the same thing posture is a habit chiropract see you less than Uh, half an hour he just does one thrust or one crack okay you don't have a one key which you just put it and you ignite everything it's not going to happen so uh, coming on to chiropractic it might be a, a best way to unload that particular part so that if you have any pain maybe that might come down for time being hmm. temporary but, yes but chiropractic technique is not a posture correcting technique okay if some part is loaded is going to unload it so that you will become pain free okay otherwise it is not a posture correcting technique for example if somebody doesn't have pain at all does it mean that he is straight no no but he will not go to a chiropractor only even if he goes the chiropractor has nothing to do okay same way those exercises with whatever you're talking about those are just unloading exercises which will help you 
to unload that particular body part for time being mm-hmm. which is actually very good because at least you don't keep on build up the tension over there so it is a very good option for pain relief and uh, to maintain whatever you have achieved but that will not help you to correct your posture for example i am an office worker who sit in front of a computer and i continuously work in in the computer i myself tell please uh, stop working and stretch your neck stretch your upper back okay for how many minutes like if you're if i'm working for 30 minutes how many minutes should i stretch uh, generally uh, there is no recommended value but what i follow is every 30 minutes at least 1 to 2 minutes of break yeah and that is what i i generally recommend with a glass of uh, water hmm right uh, but this is again just to uh, break the cycle contract the bad effects of yes. sitting on the computer yes okay yeah uh, what about raising the computer like this raising the level of the computer up higher okay very good question they they say like doctor see now i am not sitting i am using a, a standing desk yeah okay there is nothing which is safe to do when you are doing it for a longer period of time even a standing desk why well, in a standing desk i'm at least looking at the computer at the eye level okay how will you work in the standing desk uh you lift your arms that is true i lift my arms more than usual yes yeah okay every posture has its own drawback and there is a thing called dynamic loading and there is a thing called static loading most of the time we think about dynamic loading but we don't talk about static loading okay whether the lo- the load might be very limited i give an example you, you might be a strong person you go to a gym you are lifting 50 50 kilos mm. for your biceps your mobile phone is uh, not even a kg yeah. not even half kg yeah i am asking you to uh, hold your mobile phone like this mm. up straight you will easily hold it right now i am asking you to hold it till i stay stop okay i'm going to have a tough time 10 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes so it is not just the load that determines uh, uh, the loading actually it depends on how continuous you are doing it if i ask you to drop your hand down and lift drop your hand down and lift Mm-hmm. maybe you can even do 1000 times but if i am not allowing you to drop at all if i i wanted you to hold it up straight for uh, continuously for longer time yeah then uh, you won't even withstand half an hour why half an hour 15 minutes uh, then like okay yeah. so this is called static loading so there is nothing called good posture which you can have for numerous number of times even if it's a good posture you can't have it for a longer period because you have to understand some muscle is working when you do that particular activity okay got it another question what people ask then like won't my neck muscles become uh, loaded when i am uh, holding my head for uh, the entire day because i am sitting na i can't be lying only when i lie down my head weight is taken by the bed right right there comes other physical factors like center of gravity etc etc or to make it in a simpler way 
that is why we are saying keep your head straight when you are keeping your head straight because of cog your muscle work is very minimal if your posture is right then your muscle neck muscles really don't strain i suddenly feel more relaxed keeping my neck straight okay already. the minute you your neck comes forward in order to hold it in position there is a lot of muscles which are contract then there are taller people also who have to look down and talk to everyone yes there is a problem yes. wait you know that's maybe we can ignore the tall people for now but yes. like uh generally like one is holding your neck up what mm. else what else can people do um uh, trying to keep the arms as close as possible to the body okay whenever possible what is the what is that achieve because uh, you tend to for example uh, you are talking about mobile phone right right even keeping the mobile phone straight yeah you can't work longer because you are lifting your hand shoulders yeah i'm using my shoulder all the time it's yes. so tight as a result yes you are lifting your shoulder okay yeah so um, generally if you have to use your mobile phone for a longer period and if you're not in public you have to use a stand yeah that's the best possible way to avoid things mm. so this is one whenever possible use assistance okay Voice use assistance. proper as i said like use if you are using a laptop use a proper laptop uh, table mm -hmm. where it it is elevated the laptop is elevated so that you don't have to and then use a it. keyboard that is on the desk level not the even not in the desk level below the desk desk level like on what, my lap yes what ideally i would say is it should be maybe an inch above your lap really yes so not like here where we're if sitting if you keep over there then your shoulders are hiked up uh really yes your shoulders are up i'll mm. show you this is one yeah this is two is my shoulders at the same level no i feel very relaxed doing this yes. like if i even if i type i don't have to basically expend any kind of muscle anywhere see like Uh, at least i can talk to you because of this generation okay uh, from your childhood yeah tell me any other activity where your shoulders are always like this never except for like when they make you stand in the assembly that is different yeah <laughs> but, but, but no that no is else. different okay yeah. uh, we never do it we are not meant our human body is not yeah. meant do it I, i've never heard of this where like most people like even like with these posture experts yes. online even many physios say yes. okay just get elevate the screen up yes. and let your arms be where they are that is that is half half cup means you're correcting your neck but not your shoulders so so there should be a desk of sorts that goes uh, over uh, your lap if you go into the internet and search keyboard tray hmm. you will find a lot of options a keyboard tray is something which you can fix it over your desk because working height is different if mm. you talk about ergonomics generally an office table will be somewhere around 30 inches okay either it will be little higher or little lower but approximately around 30 inches but a keyboard tray will be at least 3 4 inches shorter than that correct you can see in the desktop there's a keyboard tray yes. but it's put at probably the wrong level still uh, see again uh, uh, it's it's at wrong level for his height yeah it's at wrong level for his height it has to come much lower okay much lower that is what you know like it is because of uh, half understanding about uh, something 
okay i'll i'll tell you an example we used to go to uh, healthy computing talks on uh, to offices corporate offices you know like big uh, it companies so everyone uh, when they say because they will put it in the notice board so and so expert is coming mm. okay they always prefer to complain the office they want to tell my office is not giving me this my office is not giving me this they'll come on say uh, sir why can't you tell our office to give a good uh, ergonomic chair then i'll i'll, I'll, I'll uh, why do you want it they will say like the chair present chair what i'm using uh, it's giving me lot of back pain okay uh, what do you think the problem is that they're sitting for too long no they didn't even know how to use the chair how do you, how do you there's only one way to use a chair you just sit on yeah. it uh, but like uh, do you know there are a lot of adjustments that can be done in your chair you i know for a fact that when when i were consulting with you you said that my lower back yes curve should occupy the back of the chair yes. completely yes for example now you are leaning back yeah. the chair is going back yeah right and now i have locked it now there is an option yeah to lock it so that when you work it will not go back yeah whereas when you are at leisure you can just take it out mm-hmm. and go back right likewise there are a lot of chairs where your armrest height could be adjusted correct lot of chairs where your seat height itself can be adjusted so you want arms like this all the way up or no, like no down down as down as possible down. but as long as you know there is an adjustment yeah. and i can adjust according to my preference. dimensions not preference dimensions okay. dimensions uh you were not going to achieve it but tell me more about how to sit in the chair, chair correctly then because so you said the lower back should occupy the back usually when people try to sit straight in a chair they, yes. they sort of go forward like this no. and none of their back is in contact with the it with has the chair. To, it has to be fully contacted on the chair hmm. and then uh, so starting from the low, lower aspect number 1 you have to sit in your sit bones hmm. okay what does that mean uh, see if you see your pelvis mm-hmm. actually sit bones are bony prominences that are present on both sides of your pelvis okay if you keep your hands down on your butt you could easily feel Figure it out. yeah yeah feel it mm-hmm. when you are seated the load should go on the sit bone okay if you are slouching automatically it will not go or to make it in a much more uh, easier way when you are seated if you put your hands on both sides of your butt you should feel a bony prominence Hmm. If you don't feel, then you are not sitting in the sit bone. Wow. Okay. But it. Are you talking about uh, on the side of the butt or? No, no. Just exactly on your butt. I don't feel it. Then you are not sitting properly. How do? I, oh, now I feel it. Yeah. Now I feel it. Go a little it, more it down. Feels, Go feels, a little more down. It Go feels very weird, though. It feels weird sitting uh, in it. But that is how. That is where uh, you have to sit. We call the ischium. Like you have to. Uh, yeah, I now feel it. It's okay. So you have to sit on that. Wow, I was not sitting on my uh, okay. bone Means the entire time. Your pelvis up straight, hmm. not curved. Okay. Then comes your lower back. Your lower back fully supported. Then comes your shoulder. Shoulder. Hmm. fully supported okay okay this is more comfortable posture okay again height of the chair also plays a role you have to sit such that you just have to get closer to the mic a little bit okay yeah. you have to sit such that um the hip joint that's on the side okay should be always higher than the 
knee joint okay okay i see i'm i don't think i'm meeting the 90 degree angle yet i think i'm <laughs> I'm at an 85 right now. I could slightly go up. I'm telling I'm not telling even 90. Yeah. I'm telling more than 90. Like 100, 110. Yes. Yes. So, so you're saying that slant it not be your like knee this. should be slanting forward. Hmm, from the hip. Like this. Yes, like this. Not like my my butt is lower and my knees are sort of hanging like out like this that. Like this is very risky. Yeah. Okay. But like Uh, even if you have a good chair and you you don't have an idea about this then you're going to end up into sitting bad okay and what about the neck position because ultimately people have a tendency to put their neck forward yes and start working so how do we make sure that the neck is static neck, while we're working uh, that depends on uh, the uh, display what you're using if your display is at right height with correct lighting and correct size hmm. so when will you tend to slouch when you can't see clearly oh, yes basically uh, if the height is too lower okay or if the letters are smaller or if it is not properly lit okay so if you know these three parameters how far can the monitor be hmm. and for that uh, distance how big are the letters should be and how much light or the brightness should i have okay or how well is my room lit okay accordingly you will not go forward okay and of course you have to be cautious enough that i am not going forward to uh, look into the monitor same thing with mobile phones same thing with tabs hmm then everything will be more uh, ideal wow i you know once you told me to sit on the bone i can actually feel like i'm fully seated yes it's the pehle i was trying to sit and i wasn't yes i don't think i even felt my behind properly but now i feel like my my butt has fully uh, has had appropriate area of contact with the chair yes yes i feel more balanced sitting on it already yes but yes. i have to be conscious i think i can lose it if i don't uh, you will definitely lose it if you don't become conscious that's why okay. i'm saying these are habits okay what about uh so when we were talking about like getting into the habit of good posture mm. we figured out the chair stuff we figured out how to put your neck mm. uh but what if your entire body is, is slouched or what if uh, what if you have mm. you know what if you are right dominant or left dominant like right now the mm. the problem that i see mm. is people usually start standing on one leg you mm. know the entire body weight shifts to one leg when mm. they're talking mm. or waiting for something or on the other leg mm. and and sometimes you'll see that they're very very right dominant or left dominant and mm. that causes postural problems what's mm. the solution for that very good question again um this kind of uh, deviations okay is almost there in 99 percentage people of uh, all together hmm. so uh, none of the human is perfectly up straight and symmetrical Every no one no one even the best athlete the most no one because uh, as you said you know like uh, if you are a right handed and you are always using your right hand for an activity how do you expect that your right hand and left hand will be the same hmm. and you are talking about dominance of your hands okay there is a concept uh, which is evolving from uh, netherlands 
they say that there is dominance for every part of your body have you heard about dominance of your eye do you know which is the dominant eye uh not really okay but i know that yeah. when when they want to increase the vision in one eye mm. they often uh, blind the eye that is more stronger so that the other eye can adapt i know that actually there is a dominance for your eyes okay, okay. someone will be right dominant and someone will be left dominant okay now is that based on like uh, I, I, that's your, what i'm trying to explain yeah. next if you think i am a right handed then my right eye will be dominant then you're wrong it's the other way around we don't know okay means someone who is right handed still can have a left dominant eye likewise there is dominance for every uh, joint yeah okay i'll give a small example like the ear lobes i know for a fact one of the ear lobes is slightly down than the other one yeah, i i give you an other example okay hold hold your two hands like this okay okay you're doing it like this right yeah even this is a dominance i i use the right hand to hold the left hand or okay. the left hand okay okay the minute you say everybody will not they don't even know that i'm using my right hand down and i'm using my left hand up uh. they will do it on their own way own fashion yeah okay this is because of a dominance in their thoracic bone okay likewise uh, theories are evolving all around the world so minimal deviations are accepted you have to worry only if the deviation is quite abnormal mm-hmm. those are individual cases those are not the cases which are long like uh, prevalent in a high number so there are exceptional cases which has to be evaluated and treated separately they won't come into the normal population of postural disorders which we are discussing right now mm. So if someone say your one hip is higher than the other you have limb length shortening that's why you have this problem etc etc that's not relevant you don't have to really take it very serious okay okay at least that is what research says okay i see now as far as let's just say this this dominance is concerned yes I'll tell you something so for example when I'm driving for too long I'll notice yes. that my body slouches to the right it will it will it will and that's okay it will it's okay but do I not need to do efforts to make the body go to the left strengthen the left side perhaps uh that will not work why is that because as you said like it's not the weakness that is causing you to lean like that it's just my right hand side dominance I I'll, I'll give you another example okay you come on to the same driving okay Mm-hmm. Uh, do you use both the legs when you drive depends on what kind of car it is if it's an automatic then you generally use w- one right leg okay otherwise if you will take a, will take a automatic car itself okay you use one leg more than the other right you use the right leg okay if in india we're driving on the right side yes. you use the right leg so if your concept that like uh, overusing one side is wrong then you can't drive itself <laughs> that's true that is true right yeah it doesn't work that way so so i guess another question then is yes. when i was getting treated with you yes you recommended to mm. to fix the postural problems mm. i must do diaphragmic breathing yes now that was a revelation to me because generally diaphragmic breathing is advised to singers mm. to in- expand their vocal range mm. right mm. 
Now the fact that someone mm. who has a postural problem mm. is being advised to do diaphragmatic breathing is very counterintuitive. So I would love for you to explain what's the reason for that. Okay, very good uh, question again another. See for any activity, okay? There is a, a primary muscle that is involved and there is secondary muscle that is involved. And uh, how does our body work is whatever activity it is, the primary muscle has to work first. And when the activity is strenuous that the primary muscle cannot achieve that particular work then the secondary muscles will come into play so when it comes to breathing your diaphragm is the primary muscle of breathing your neck muscles are the secondary muscles of breathing okay so uh, to make it in a much more layman term when i breathe normally my neck's will not my neck muscles will not contract at all whereas if i have to blow a balloon my neck muscles will contract because that's a strenuous activity correct altogether speaking right? is also a strenuous activity if yes. done wrongly yes okay so now uh, if you are not using a diaphragm for breathing of course you can't stop breathing breathing will happen then what will happen some some muscle has to work then your secondary muscles will start working okay it is like uh, you have a main uh, uh, subordinate who takes care of uh, things and you have someone uh, assistant to him okay and like you are keeping your main worker somewhere and you are giving all your works to the assistants who can't actually do it full time he can do only part time okay that is what is happening if you don't use your uh, diaphragm for breathing It's all your yeah. neck muscles will start cringing Conch, yeah and uh, easily they will uh, get knotted quite easily so it's so funny that you say that because mm. i now have evidence from two different fields that yes. it works yes after i consulted with you yes <clears throat> i had nodules of my vocal cords mm. and so i went to a speech therapist mm. she helped me increase mm. my diaphragmic breathing mm. she helped me increase speaking sentences only when i had air mm. in mm. my stomach mm. and stopping right after mm. so it allowed me mm. so that these muscles relaxed yes. then we particularly also worked on you know using uh, the arum's apple in a way yes. so that my throat is cleared up yes but it all started with diaphragmic breathing yes so i was very convinced now i've read somewhere else also that your chest muscles and your back muscles are always in fighting with each other to maintain which has the upper hand yes how does that work out and what can people do how can you know if you need to strengthen your back muscles or your chest muscles okay uh, again it depends on uh, the individual but i'm talking about the common scenario okay in today's lifestyle where uh, most of the activities are done in front everybody will have a tightness in the back hmm at least majority of the population will have tightness in the front and weakness in the back okay so so my commonest my commonest recommendation in case if they wanted to go for exercises i always say if out of 100 20 to 30% you give it for your chest okay remaining for your back back especially the shoulder blade muscles this is have to be this is the system which you have to work for your exercises hmm. because in our day to day life uh, uh, again why this muscle goes to tightness it is postural why it is postural because 
I don't work anything backwards. I always work forwards. Yeah. Okay. I never work backwards. Just tell me what activity do you do backwards? Twice a year, backwards swimming. And that's it, right? <laughs> that's so so specific. So uh, you are working only bending forward, bending forward, bending forward, and you don't work backwards. Then uh, that muscles will not be really. Uh, we need to have strong. screens and lay down and work so that at least something is adjusted, uh, or maybe uh, like a uh, like a reverse C shaped <laughs> sofa that you can lay on like no. this and work. Mm, uh, they have. There are people uh, who have tried all those. Yeah. Okay. It might look a uh, uh, little funny, but like they have tried. And it works. Uh, I don't know. It might work. For example, I have seen people who say like. Uh, Uh, what is the best uh, um, chair to work in the office yeah. i have seen ergonomist telling use an lazy boy lazy boy you know right it's a recliner uh, a recliner for working in the office uh, yeah what are you saying la- put a lazy boy and put your screen here and you work like this okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are people who have tried this as well yeah but nothing wrong though it might look crazy but it might be a, a we don't know we, we don't have conclusive data on yes, that yet yes yes um okay 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 um so so uh, i forgot the what we were discussing uh posture posture no 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 we were discussing posture before lazy boy we were discussing right the the, the breathing back, breathing the yes. breathing and, and the back and the chest muscle right yes yeah so when you strengthen the back muscles yes. right you can just do it via the gym or you can do through physiotherapy exercises like what actually um, um i don't see any difference between a gym and a physiotherapy center It's as just long as uh, you have the idea of which muscle you are going to work out and what is the strength needed okay here most of the people have a mediocre uh, idea about exercises itself yeah because there are a lot of misbeliefs for example if i don't uh, lift heavy weights then i am not exercising hmm. this is one of the myths okay which is again uh, not a must you have to exercise based on what is your need what am i going to achieve uh, by getting 30 inch biceps i am not a wrestler i am not a power lifter mm-hmm. uh, okay so exercises is meant based on the need okay and there is no one universal exercise which is suitable for everyone okay so you should know there are various components in exercises flexibility strength endurance okay after this you have your cardiovascular endurance mm-hmm. and you have your body composition most of the people doesn't talk about body composition at all so what does that mean like for example out of this five okay you give more importance to strength training 100% okay then maybe a little bit of uh, importance to your cardio and then least importance to stretching these two are the things according to at least the present generation these two are the exercises they don't talk about other three flexibility endurance you have muscular endurance and you have cardiovascular endurance yeah. you always talk about cardio 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 but you don't talk about muscular endurance mm. and we don't talk about uh, body composition body composition meaning like uh, how much fat you have how much uh, muscle mass you have how much bone mass you have and uh, what is the need for exercise why do you exercise are you looking at increasing your flexibility for increasing your flexibility also you have to do exercise 
for strength training also you have to do exercise for uh, uh, increasing the cardiovascular endurance also you have to exercise okay so uh, no matter whether you work in your gym or in your house or uh, wherever it is but you should have a clear idea about what is your need hmm or get a proper person advice and a proper person's advice uh, again uh, uh, this is something which i really don't wanted to talk in public but i have no option you know like a right person for exercises is not a gym, a gym trainer. trainer yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay uh, i'm not uh, blaming them you know but like that is how the system is here okay even the gym trainer has most of his knowledge in strength training and cardio okay they don't even have proper uh, uh, idea about other things but that's a system fault not a person's uh, yeah. fault altogether so you have to find out the right person and you have to find out the right exercises to do it yeah okay. when it comes to um diagnosing yourself with mm. bad posture what mm. do people make what what is the most typical mistake that people make mm. so for example let's just mm. say i have neck pain mm. right i'm like oh it's because of my bad posture mm. but is it really the case that it's because of my bad posture is it because maybe i have a nerve problem could be okay so it it could be done only by proper examination at what point does physiotherapy end and an actual orthopedic or mm. like nerve nerve doctor start okay i'll i'll, I'll a very good question so generally i'm telling my view mm-hmm. okay? it's not uh, it's your it's your podcast okay so if someone have an uh, injury structural injury like a bone has broken like a bone has broken or a muscle fiber has torn okay then they have to go to an orthopedician hmm if a nerve is injured or if he has a neuropathy or if he has something problem with his brain then he has to see a uh, neurologist hmm okay so where do we end up again coming on to the same thing as long as that particular person understand things very clearly this can't be achieved for example no orthopedician is going to do a wrong treatment but he will do what he is good at mm-hmm. okay i don't know whether i might have said you also uh, this is a common example which i tell my people okay Uh, you, you go to a chinese restaurant and you ask for a uh, idli is it your fault or the restaurant's fault <laughs> it's my fault okay same thing with health system as well yeah if you don't know the s i do agree it is the role of the restaurant to explain sorry boss we don't serve this hmm. please go and see so and so Uh, again that's again a controversial topic which uh, will that's not okay. end that's okay i wanted to ask you yes. when people say okay you know whenever i move my neck or i move my back yes i hear a crinkling sound yes or i hear in hindi aise bolte chatakne ki awaaz aa rahi hai is that bad that is 100% normal nothing to worry about but even if it's like like you feel it like for example when i just stretch my neck i feel small crinkles yes in the neck is yes. that okay that's totally okay that's totally okay but like if you wanted to get it checked check it from the right person not all sounds are bad okay majority of the sounds are good only means majority of the sounds are ignorable only 
because our body has a lot of structures which uh, just uh, because of friction and uh, breaking of bubbles you get, you, you get sounds okay okay for example uh, uh, there is a condition called hyper uh, mobility syndrome okay people are very hypermobile they can crack themselves on their own i do that all the time like okay okay that, like that. that that's okay yeah okay that's not a disease uh, or, or a problem and nothing bad is happening if i do it all the time uh actually they don't do it all the time again it's like a uh, it's like a behavior when will you cry when i'm in when pain you're sad yeah you will not be crying just like uh, every time you feel like yeah same way when they feel loaded they tend to crack it to unload it how, so then let's just go back to first principles how does one unload the body like how do you unload the the pressure that you feel at one part of the body ah okay very good question one of the best method is to change keep changing your uh, working posture no you but like in real life when you're not working also when you're sitting down or just walking and you feel unloaded unlo- uh, uh, in one part of the work area. meaning activity okay 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 it could be anything why do you want to uh, sit in uh, one place uh, for me even watching tv is a work hmm cooking is a work okay you can't be sitting in one chair the whole day and watch tv that's also bad okay don't keep yourself in uh, uh, one posture until unless the entire uh, body is fully supported hmm so which means like if i am lying down maybe i can uh, sleep in one posture but practically speaking even that is not possible you keep changing your posture when you sleep correct correct okay yeah. so uh, this is the best way to unload if you understand the concept of static loading mm-hmm. whatever position it might be when i am in one position for a longer period of time i am loading certain group of muscles so i keep changing i change my position from one to other then automatically the loading comes down hmm. okay if we understand the concept of recovery period okay and breaks then most of the problem will be sorted out i think it is now time to use the needles ah. um i will bibaswan i will need your help so he's going to zoom out the camera i'm going to come over that side you would prefer to do it standing or uh, you need to stand and i no, need to I'll, sit I'll, right? i'll come there because okay. uh, you have to sit down okay basically i prefer lying down but okay. at least sitting down okay yeah so we'll just just for demonstration sake this is how needling works i i i will look like i'm in a lot of pain it's because my neck muscles have thickened ever since i met uh, dr mathan kumar and uh, he's going to just attempt to, so just do a few don't do the whole stack got it because got otherwise it. it'll be impossible to talk got it and maybe like do the one so i can still move my neck and do 10 minutes more of conversation yes yeah i thought about it but i was like if i'm not going to look good then what's the point yes So okay guys this is the okay so yeah neck is uh, pretty messed up what right? what i am testing is i'm just testing one muscle okay. called the sternocleidomastoid one of the major muscle that is present in the neck okay which usually gets knotted because of knotted. daily life activity okay so i try to palpate oh, the knot with my hands pretty knotted and then i feel it Okay mm-hmm. I I just don't go with what my clients say means like until unless I feel it in my fingers yeah. so I'm I saying it it's serious. not that you don't take it seriously okay uh, yes definitely I will recheck yeah. okay I have to uh, feel see this is the point where I press automatically he screams of pain and you could see I'm not really pressing <laughs> screaming hard screaming of pain so mm. I should not use the word press 
I'm just holding his muscle. Hmm. That's the right word. And I can sense the pain just all with the, the holding. Head. He can feel a pain that radiates even up till here. Yeah. So a knot in this muscle can easily cause headaches. Correct. So I'm going to what I'm going to do is I have found out the knot. Now I'm just going to insert a thin filament needle into that knot. Okay. So these are sterile needles, 100% sterile needles that are placed inside a tube and uh, their sterility is fully maintained. These are one-time use. So there is no problem of uh, sepsis. Mm. And once I finish doing it, I have to just discard the needles, throw the needles, okay? So I don't know how much you could see Actually, I could feel the twitch of the muscle. He himself also can feel the twitch of the muscle. So we just insert the needle. Yeah, I feel it. Ah. Oh. Okay. Maybe if you see here, you could see the twitch. See, it's twitching now. It's really twitching now. That's it. Okay. So uh, the knot is uh, at least open I, now. Yeah, I already feel relieved. Wow. Okay. So uh, after this, uh, yeah. we can leave the needle for uh, some more time. Okay. And then you uh, remove if, it if at you're the comfortable. End yeah. Otherwise, we'll we'll remove it. All. No, I'm comfortable talking like this. No problem. You can Perfect. go to that side. Yeah. Thank you so much. So for context, I will explain while he does the zooming out. So generally, um, when you're working on any uh, knots, when he's working on any knots. My experience has been he generally uses ab above 10 needles, at least five needles. Yes, it varies. It, it depends on the patient's capacity. And basically. I can still move my neck, but I found that if you use the needles in the back of the neck, then it's yes. difficult to move. Actually, uh, you can move, nothing will go wrong. Hmm. But uh, when you move, the needle also moves. Yeah, so you then feel the you will feel uh, uh, difficulty. Yeah. Okay. So, so right now I have a filament sticking out of my neck and yes. I'm just fine. So this is the, yes. to show that it works. Yes. So how long do you put it in typically? Actually, again, there is no uh, prescribed time. Okay. For example, uh, my teacher doesn't leave the needle in at all. Hmm. He'll just elicit twitches maximum possible and he'll take it off. Okay, so it's more like as many twitches as possible and then just... Uh, not as many as, till it ends. Oh, he just dis destroys the knot right there and then? Till it ends, till it ends. But I found it to be a little more uh, intense, mm. which everybody, For the patient. Every, uh, everybody can't take it. So this is something which I have altered. So like I'll elicit few twitches and then I'll leave the needle there. Yeah. Why I do leave the needle in there? Just for your other... Actually, the nerve stimulus is only when I move the needle in. Hmm. It is only the movement of the needle which is stimulating the nerve. I said huh, two responses. One is nerve yeah. response, other one is chemical response. I'm leaving the needle in just for that chemical response. Otherwise, it's, it's not needed uh, to uh, leave the needle inside. Yeah. And number two, uh, based on uh, various... Uh, uh, severities, I leave the needle in uh, for a longer period. Yeah. Okay. Generally, when I've done Generally, with you, 15, 15, 15 20 minutes. minutes is what yes. you've done with yes. me as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I do notice that you were talking about body awareness earlier. Yes. I wasn't, I was sitting, but I was sort of mm. in my stomach and yes. behind my eyes and in my butt. Yes. But now my body awareness has, has shifted to the side of my neck. Yes. 
because of this yes the the, the needles like yeah. and, and and then like uh, temporarily uh, in a in a way it is uh, making your muscles also uh, a little more longer than before how's that Uh, because the knotting conscious uh, knotting of the muscle leads to uh, le- decrease in the length of the muscle okay i'm opening the knot so, so it will it will uh, elongate little more again this is very uh, more theoretical means uh, you can't exactly measure it and have a value altogether so i wanted to ask you mm-hmm. beyond needling what other treatment procedures that you use that also work i actually uh, needling is the best possible method uh, out of all my treatment methods to work on myofascial pain what about the so so i know that some physios <laughs> have these really strong guys and what they do is like <laughs> they tell their compounder okay you know um <laughs> you see the knot <laughs> now you break it with your elbows or your <laughs> thumbs that's what i'm talking about okay there are so many methods that has been evolved from the beginning yeah okay there are massages friction massages cross friction massages ischemic compression method and there are methods called uh, uh, spray and stretch and there are people who do botox for needles hmm and there are people who do wet needling what i do is dry needling there are hmm. people who do wet needling for uh, uh, <coughs> trigger points and there are ultrasound guided needles for trigger points okay so, lot of options available but i'm talking about the best convenient and effective method available is dry needling mm. and this is proven by research as well there are so many research articles done on it okay and this is the more safest means very less complications mm. and then uh, effective method for example you release a knot with massage okay to release one knot again <coughs> how many visits are going to go it takes a lot of time and yeah whereas needle works far better yeah but even if i have a problem like a postural problem like a scoliosis or a mild scoliosis even mm-hmm. then uh, 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 again you can you you cannot simply follow only needles you have to adapt for example in my clinic i have a, a exercise studio as well i do give exercises i do prescribe exercises hmm. i have vacuum therapy i have other uh, treatment methods okay. okay but my main treatment is through needles yeah but i don't do just needles at all uh, only <coughs> i do okay. multiple uh, treatment methods and those are exceptional cases hmm. <coughs> i don't do it for all my clients you know got it for example uh, when it comes to scoliosis you have to really assess the scoliosis and you have to give exercises to correct the scoliosis correct there are scoliosis correction exercises okay again which has to be done on a longer uh, time frame okay is the needle visible to you yes yeah is yes. It, is it visible on the camera <coughs> okay great yeah um fantastic well dr mathan kumar i wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to come all this way yeah. and uh, do this podcast with me and these are just questions that not only i have but millions of people across the country and yes. the world have yes but uh, mostly they ignore pain or uh, they leave physio midway because they don't see immediate relief yes so i'm hoping that today's conversation has at least helped people to you know maybe 
answer some pertinent questions about posture and pain yes. and uh, if they were to say for example find your work your research papers or directly get in touch with you if they're in delhi where can they do that actually i have a clinic uh, uh, the name of the clinic is the recover clinic which is in a defense colony uh south delhi and they can look it up on google maps uh, it is available in google maps and uh, there is a website uh, www.recoverclinic.net okay so there are a lot of details including uh, my profile and uh, what do we do all all sorts of and then like uh, if you uh, wanted to know what kind of research was i i have done like just typing my name itself will uh, uh give you uh, details on uh, my published work altogether amazing and then like uh, rest uh, they can uh, reach me through you also uh, yeah, so of course so i will anyone who wants to do it i will refer okay uh, you to them but i think the website also has an email address that people can reach out to and then there's Easy. a phone number directly I, right if you want i can leave the phone number with Uh, with you you can just yeah. uh, put no, it in I, the I, page no i i think i think if you put the phone number in the description you're going to get lots of an- anonymous troll calls so it's better to just give the clinic website and the google maps and then people can find it themselves oh, okay that's also fine yeah, yeah, that yeah. is more uh, preferable you know yeah because if you if you just randomly tell your phone phone number on the oh, i understood yeah, uh, yeah. i might get uh, uh, you're just going to get random random silly, people, silly yeah. questions as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. it's just to because you you also want people who are like suffering not yes like, yes know. yes time is very precious you know yeah uh, if someone really wanted to uh, get some help regarding pain or posture they can uh, easily reach me uh, yeah. then they will be really helped and my reason for doing this podcast in the first place was because i have been tremendously helped by needling in a way which i have not been before because i have tried several methods of you know half attempting to do some some exercise routines to mm. you know relieve scapular pain while those work uh the effect from needling has been almost instantaneous so i i unequivocally support this method not that people care about it but i will still say <laughs> it um you can you can reach out to the recover clinic and uh, get access to dr mathan kumar's spectacular needling work and yeah uh, thank you so much for your time thank you and uh, thank you for inviting me because knowledge sharing is very very important when it comes to uh, treating pain okay which uh, i hope you would have experienced same thing i do with all my clients mm. it's not about just a treatment okay it's about understanding so which most of the health professional actually doesn't do but understanding the problem as such is very very important so you yeah. gave, gave me an opportunity to tell that like Uh, pain is not just about doing one x y z treatment it's about yeah. understanding it in a more uh, wider spectrum so thanks for uh, the invite all together thank you so much thank, thank you. you thank you and uh, we've ended but uh, don't end it with just ha- have the needle uh, can you take the needle yes, out yes yeah. i'll take yeah, the needle yeah, yeah. Out. okay just wanted to film that as well so so can you also demonstrate what you're going to do i'm just going to pull off the needle out yeah so I was talking about twitching right yeah so there are so many times where people say they feel twitch when i take the needle out yeah why does it happen because uh, uh, it is the movement of the needle and how fast i am pushing in or taking it out hmm that is the stimulus for the nerves got it i even though you just use one needle yes i already feel a lot better in the neck yes you, you can easily check immediately see here 
yeah yeah it's oh, it's significantly reduced yes okay but again it has to be done in a uh, regular manner yes yeah yeah okay thank you awesome